You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Welcome to Warwick Health and Wellness. I'm Martha Botella. I'm a lifelong resident of Warwick living in Norwood. I work in wellness, treating the mind-body connection to help the whole person. This podcast is sponsored by Wellness New England with out-of-the-box wellness solutions for companies that care. So today we're here with Mike from Warwick Has Kicking It. Thank you so much for being here today, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm super excited. I'm happy to be here. So give me a little info. What is Warwick Has? So Warwick Has has a show for Health Equity Zone. So the Health Equity Zone is something that is funded through the Department of Health. And there are 15 other hazards in the state. Uh, We're part of what they call Cohort 3. Some have been around for, you know, eight, you know, six, eight years. Some have been around for two, three years. We're on year two. Um, it originally uh, was a federally funded type of program. It comes from the feds, then it comes down to the state, and then the Department of Health takes care of kind of all that stuff. The real, the easiest way I, I like to explain it, and I explain to everyone, is the residents of the city are our boss. So what they say, what the data shows, what what comes through from the questions and surveys that we might ask people in the city, that those numbers and those and that data dictates what we do for the city. So the people ultimately have the voice. So like for example, we have like a leadership team, like a leaderboard, and we have 18 residents and 14 agencies that sit on the board. The residents will always outweigh the agencies. So that way the residents have more of a voice. And that way, they're they're making the significant change in their city on what they want to see. Oh, I dig that. So essentially, what I'm hearing you say is you guys are out there assessing where the needs, where those gaps are within the system to be able to pull that in to help to bridge those gaps and people engaging and telling you where they're at, what they need, all of that is where your jumping off point is. Yeah, I mean, we're everywhere. We do a table once a month here at the library for information. We go to events in the community. I attend the association meetings that, you know, neighborhoods have. Uh, I go to school committee meetings, city council. Um, We do, uh, we just attended open houses this week. We're going to continue to attend next week. Uh, We have different events like uh, uh tomorrow we're doing our rally for recovery walk which we're partnered with uh the ra- one the rally for recovery and two the, the the prevention coalition uh the kent county prevention coalition which has a collaborative here in warwick which is this warwick collaborative or warwick substance abuse task force we're all kind of partnering together to do a nice little walk down at city park from 10 to 2 uh, it's fun you know we try to do fun different things you know we did some stuff for our partners uh in the summer the boys and girls club have have, has been wonderful uh a wonderful partner they let us use some of their space they let us do some speak outs there so we threw a little event for the kids you know we had a a bounce house with a water slide i had a fitness instructor come in we did like healthy engaging activities uh and then i let them get hopped up on sugar and i got them cone ice for free so (laughs) we did a lot of stuff like that you know um but we try to we're, we, we try to be in the community, and we want people to know that we're there, and we're there for them. And any type of problem, no matter what, we can talk about, and uh, we can, you know, it's going somewhere. 
You know, it's not just going in one ear out the other. There might not be an overwhelming amount of people thinking about it, but at least we can start to track data and see some trends. That's awesome. And I love that the give back for, so me personally, I don't do it unless it's fun or I absolutely have to do it. And if I absolutely have to do it, I'm going to try and make it fun. So scientifically, medically, the whole nine, the chemicals that your brain actually releases when you're in that state of joy, happiness, laughter, all of that helps to combat the states of depression when you're messy, depressy and feeling disconnected from everybody. So the fact that Hez is out there holding some of those events to hold that space for people to remember what it feels like to actually enjoy and what life is supposed to be about. Yeah, well, who wants to go do things that's not fun? Right? That's, fun. that's what I'm talking about. I don't understand any of that concept of just get up and do it like you're a robot. None of us are robots. Nobody wants to be miserable. No. So and we when try you're, to have fun. Yeah, when you're having fun, you're more in alignment and on purpose with what you're doing. You tend to want to do things more when you think it's going to lead. You get more things done, fun. things happen, good things happen, positive and it, it, it yeah. all kind of rolls into one when you're having fun. I love it. And the one thing I've noticed with doing some of my outreach is in that state, people are more open. They're more open to share, tell their story, tell their truths, but also to be open to information coming in that can potentially help them. Of course. So that space, I love that you guys are already doing that because it's a key in outreach work yeah. to be able to create that space in that environment. Well, we have a good team too. You know, um, it's small. There's only a couple of us. Right now there's three. We're hoping to get to five before the end of the month. And, um, you know, they, they make people comfortable and, and they're engaging and they're understandable and like relatable and people feel comfortable talking to us. So it's nice that we get a sense of, you know, you know people meeting people where they're at. So. And I, I love that because before we went on air, we were talking about some of the youth stuff that you're doing. And I think the youth is huge with being intuitive in that area. If you're not coming from a place of authenticity, they can sense it in two seconds flat Absolutely. and they automatically shut down. Of course they do. You know, and, and you know, we, like we were talking before, I mean, the youth mental health in the city is 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 extremely high um you know thrive did a survey that was pretty mind-blowing uh as far as the the percentages that you know over 50 percent of parents either thought or may have thought that their kids were suffering from mental health 43 percent of the children actually feel depressed or anxious like that's an astronomical number that's too that's too high. So we're trying to um, get involved more with the schools, which the school department has been great the last few months, you know, having us come to, you know, open houses, different presentations. Um, I'm doing a presentation with David Neal and the attorney generals next week over at Pilgrim. Um, you know, just talking about different things that come up, especially around, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, mental health. You know, what are you feeling? Discuss your feelings. You know, what are you... You know, why might you, you know, you're going out and drinking more? Why? Let's talk about maybe why. Or let's talk about, let's stay away from, you know, binge drinking or chugging alcohol. Like, you want to educate, you, you're never going to get them to stop altogether. 
But if you can educate them to make smarter decisions, they're more likely not to go out and do some of that stuff. Not, yeah. not, not telling people do or don't. Kids and adults, people are going to make their decisions. All we can do is properly educate. And in my opinion, if we properly educate, they can make better decisions when it comes down you know, to it. Absolutely. I also think human nature in itself, as soon as somebody tells you don't or you can't, my first instinct well, especially is kids. watch me. Yeah, especially <laughs> kids. Kids right? don't like being told what to do. No. Not to mention a lot of kids don't feel heard. Yeah. And in and my opinion, huge. my opinion, kids have a lot to offer. You know, yeah. youth, young adults have, have so much to offer and some of their ideas are better than ours. Absolutely. You know, and that's why I have some representation of youth on our board for the, for the health equity zone, because it, it gives them a voice, yeah. you know, and some, some of the youth have, have, you know, like I said, wonderful ideas and they don't, you know, if they're not feeling like they're heard, we, you know, we're, we're failing them in their growth process. I love that. So two pieces that I heard in that conversation. One, true leaders lead. They don't tell you what to do. They guide you and hold space for you to make those choices and those decisions and give you the resources and the information in order to do that. And two, emotional intelligence and how important it is for that mind-body connection when you don't know what you're feeling and you're feeling overwhelmed, I believe that is what pushes for addictions to actually stop being created because you're looking for something outside of yourself to actually stop and numb yourself or to shift how you're feeling. Well, of course. And think about it as young women and young men, right? Young women that society puts such an emphasis on what you should look like, what you should act like, what you should uh, dress like, what you should eat. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how many young, young women I talk to that, uh, I didn't want to eat today. What do you mean you didn't want to eat today? Well, somebody told me I was fat. Well, you know, and, and then you have to go on that, on what they're talking about and talk about, you know, why that's not okay. You know, why that's, you know, society shouldn't dictate how you, you, you live your life and operate your life. If you're happy, be happy. Do, do what's going to make you happy. And then for young men... For years, it's been, oh, we can't talk about our feelings. Feelings? What feelings? Women talk about their feelings. No, we can talk about that stuff. And it's okay to talk about that stuff, right? We don't have to know everything. We don't have to be these big, strong, tough people to get through everything. We, we can fail. It's okay. Failure is, it's not the end of the world. Right? And, and it's stuff I struggle with too. You know what I'm saying is, and nobody wants to fail. But it happens. And what do you do? You learn from it. You get up and you get better. I love that because I just had this conversation with my kids the other day when they were building their um, gaming system. And she was like, one pot's wrong and the whole nine and started doing like that. I messed up and I spent money I shouldn't have spent. And I looked at her and was like, it's okay to fail. Fail stands for first attempt in learning. Yeah. How do you learn a new skill? How did you learn how to walk? How did you learn how to talk? You didn't nail it overnight. You had to fall down a couple of times yeah. in order to learn what it felt like to be able to get your balance. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of, especially for people who have eating disabilities or addiction portions of it, it's that self-worth piece and knowing that it's okay for you to be you and having that value of self where other people's opinions don't hit so deep 
and cut so deep because that's the biggest thing. When somebody's looking outside of themselves for validation and then somebody devalues you, it hurts and it hurts deep and they carry it with them and they'll wake up. The last thought that you go to bed with is the first thought that you wake up to. So if you're going to bed with, they don't like me, there's something wrong with me, you're going to wake up and start your next day on that same foot where when you start getting to that point of self-value where you're looking within yourself for the value that you actually get to share with people opposed to looking outside of yourself for that. That empowerment piece is so, so important, especially for the youth, because right now they feel like they're not heard. They're twisting in the wind. They're 100% have experienced a significant detachment and trauma from COVID on top of everything leading up to COVID. And I think everything's been just emphasized much more coming out of it. Of course. After all of that, you can't go back to business as normal without addressing what has actually happened and giving them those tools. But the bigger picture is, is that people, people are cruel and cold. And, you know, I I said it to you before and I say it to everybody, my whole big, my biggest thing is everybody love everybody. Right. I'm trying to get all the agencies in the city to work together instead of working against each other. I'm getting people to do, you know, I want to see people do nice things. One random act of kindness a day. Right. And it reciprocates. But what happens is, is that people, People can be cruel and b- b- can bully people, especially kids, you know. And what happens is is that they are learning it from somewhere. And it needs to start to change on another level for them to get it. Because I, I used to – I watched this TV show called Ted Lasso. You ever hear of it? I haven't. Ted Lasso. He, he, I. I, I've only watched a few and I've watched clips and stuff like that. I really want to get into it, but I don't have Apple TV, so it, whatever. So, anywho, he is this American guy who gets sent overseas to Europe, uh, to, to England to coach a soccer team. And he's never coached soccer in his life, but he's this, like, outrageous, warming, fuzzy guy and, like, just caring and everything. And he says, you know, he, he talks about people being, uh, uh, you know, Walt Whitman quote of, of, of be curious, not judgmental. Right. Be curious and how people belittle people all the time. And at the end of the day, who he was, who I am, who you are, has nothing to do with those other people and what they think or what they thought. Right. Because if they were if they weren't judgmental, they'd be curious. And if they were curious, they'd ask questions. So instead of judging and being mean and being cruel, why don't you ask questions instead to find out maybe why that person might be doing those things or why that person might might be quote unquote different or or you know different to you or whatever ask questions be curious and be all right with learning about something new you know and that's what I you know we try to teach you know or at least I try to teach kids you know because when you're teaching youth and and working with youth and people you know people will say oh you know you know how do you get them to do this how do you get them to listen just again it's talk to them don't talk at them. Talk with them. Again, they know. They feel it. They know. So at the end of the day, I try to relate that with everybody I talk to. You know, I try not to judge. I try not to, you know, be uh, cruel. And listen, I fall short. Don't get me wrong. I fall yeah, short sometimes. You know, at the end of the day, I got to rectify a situation. I do it. You know what I'm saying? But today, at this point in my life, those apologies hold weight. You know, it comes as it, uh, I mean it today, you know, and, 
it um if you're doing it you again you you lead by example people will see it people will follow it you hold the door for someone somebody might see it they hold the door for somebody else or they you pick up somebody's uh canned goods that they dropped somebody might do something nice down the road it it it, it just reciprocates so it's the ripple effect yeah well that's how you change the world no it's one it random act of kindness at a time and it's holding space because hurt people hurt people sometimes not intentionally but when somebody's hurt they're looking through that lens and that perspective and judging not just themselves, but people outside of them based on that. And I think that that's where a lot of the bullying and everything else comes from is the what I consider not enoughness, where you don't feel like you're good enough. So by making them feel like they're not, you're making yourself feel like you're better than them and at least you're better than someone. And it creates that vicious cycle mm-hmm. constantly. So in holding space to be able to heal and to be able to have that level of awareness and introspectiveness when you change inside, outside behaviors automatically change because mm. somebody who feels confident walks in. Their body language, you walk into space differently when you have that. You're open automatically, almost like by default. Um, so I think it's holding that space so people can heal Yeah. because humanity as a whole is just hurting well, right I just now. want to lift people up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody, and I want to see good growth, and and good news excites me. I want to see people do good. You know, I'm not a, you know, you see those people that, you know, they got this job, and they did this, and oh, that person is so lucky. Well, what are you doing to change your life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How can I help you? You know, and I want to uplift people and pick them up and get them to where they want to be, you know, because I've been there. Yeah. And experience is one heck of a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) That is for sure. Well, this has been absolutely awesome. I am totally digging that Warwick now has their own Hez. And Mike's doing some amazing stuff out there with his extraordinary team out there making an impact and holding space exactly for that, for the citizens of Warwick to be able to heal and to open up and to step into their strengths and to become their leaders in their own way regardless of if it's just in your house, whether it's in your community, your church, your work, whatever. Allow that space for healing. And it's very cool that we actually get to have that as a resource here in Warwick. So thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Anybody that's listening, definitely check them out. I know that they were looking to add a couple of people to this amazing team. Yeah, if you want to get involved, um, you know, uh, warwickhez.org is our website. You can contact me through that. Um, you can go on Facebook, Warwick Health Equity Zone. We're on Instagram, same setup, Warwick Health Equity Zone. Uh, take our survey that's online. Give your data, give your feedback uh, so we know what you want and what you're trying to do and how you want to do it. So that way we can add those that data to the numbers and, and, and try and make a, you know some some decisions for the citizens in the, in the city. And, um, you know, Thanks for, you know, being a part and, you know, we'd love to see you. You want to come to a meeting, come, you know, call me up. Uh, My number's all over the website. You can email me, call me, whatever you want to do. And uh, Martha, thank you for for having us. Thank you for saying some kind words about, you know, the program. And, um, you know, I love what you do and what you do in the community. So keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Warwick Health and Wellness. 
If you have any comments or questions, please write to us at mj.fotella at gmail.com. Thank you to Wellness New England for sponsoring our show. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.